Mentality monsters are going to use the word with the orange well rugby done. team. Someone press that arm. Take it off, Liverpool. <laughs> let's take it off, the Reds. And let's attach it to the Orlin rugby team. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Uh, we're turning our attention to the situation at Spurs now. Let's hear from Antonio Conte in the aftermath of his side coughing up uh, a very winnable match against Southampton. It finishes 3-all with a last-minute penalty, a 97th-minute penalty from James Ward-Prowse. And Antonio Conte went off on one afterwards. To find alibi and an excuse for, for, for the players. OK, continue. Continue to do this. To find excuse for the players. You do only this. You do only this. Excuse for the players. Yeah, but the players, maybe, my, my future, and then, okay, they, they, lost, they lost confidence, they lost spirit, they lost to, to be a team. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Try to protect. Try to protect every time and uh, this situation. Ah, come on, come on, come on. Martin Lipton, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Uh, Antonio Conte, um, what was he doing? What do you think he was doing? Oh, look, I've had enough of the excuses, actually. Excuses, excuses, excuses from Antonio Conte. Um, he seems to take the credit whenever they win and no one's responsibility when they don't win. And I don't think that's acceptable, actually. Uh, some of the points he makes are quite relevant. I do think that there's a, a culture of inhibition within that squad. But he's getting paid 15 million quid a year to try and fix it, not to blame everybody else and to blame the players. And there's no way, if I'm in his dressing room today, that I want to play for him tomorrow. And, you know, he's probably lucky it's, it's going to be 10 days till he sees the players again because of the international break. But I don't see how he benefits anyone from that. Maybe when you're 3-1 up, the super super intelligent, brilliant coach Italian on £15 million a year knows how to see out a 3-1 win against the bottom team in the league. Isn't that his job? It feels like it is his job. And it, it feels as if other results have gone... Uh, or, or maybe if all the full slate of, of matches has been played and they were no longer in fourth, then the the owners and Daniel Levy would have had to act. But it feels like there's a weird stalemate where Antonio Conte more than likely will still be the Spurs manager the next time they take the pitch. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get rid now. Uh, this obviously going to look really stupid in 24 hours when he's sacked, but I, I actually don't think they're going to get rid now. I think they're going to stay to, to the end of the season. Uh, and then agree on both sides that that's enough, we've had enough, thanks very much, and we move on. I personally think they should act and, and make a change, actually, and I don't normally do that, but I, th- I can't see there's any value in continuing with a manager who simply doesn't want to be there, and he's made that abundantly clear. But the argument, I guess, is, well, they are still in the fight for fourth. De- Destabilisation now wouldn't do him any favours. Are you going to get anybody in to actually do the job who isn't Ryan Mason? This is not fair on Ryan Mason to have to inherit uh, a, a mess of a dressing room for the second time in three years. So that being the case, let's just bumble on and hope somehow we win six of the last ten games and still fourth. But it's a, it's a shambles, isn't it? Is this a situation, Martin, that needs Harry Kane and the, the Spurs leadership in that dressing room to kind of... Almost take him aside and, and have a conversation and say, "Well, you can't, you can't call us out publicly. Like, say it to us behind the scenes all, all you want, but it, will it take some of the players to maybe have a conversation with him?" Well, I don't think it's going to stop him, is it? Because nothing ever does. This is this is what you get with Conte. The surprising thing, or maybe it's not a surprising thing, is that 
the things that normally take two, two and a half years to unravel have unraveled in 18 months or less than that. But it was the same with Mourinho, wouldn't it? Everywhere he goes, the, the time scale before the implosion gets shorter. I think when the managers get older, their patience or their tolerance of what they don't like is shorter as well. And therefore, they're, uh, yeah, they, they lose their rag earlier. And Conte seems to be going down exactly the same path that Mourinho does when things don't work, seeking to blame rather than seeking to change. Uh, we, we only played a, a short clip there of the press conference. It's like 10, 12 minutes, I think, of him largely uninterrupted detailing the history. And uh, I don't know, did he come out and clarify afterwards that he wasn't complaining about the owners? Because it felt like he was complaining about the owners. <laughs> Certainly, well, that was the impression that we all took from the immediate, like, oh, you seem to be saying that partly this rests with the owners. And then I was like, no, 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 no. Well, I'm told that he clarified with the board and said it was about the players, not them, and that they've accepted that for now. Let's see. Um, I mean, a lot of the fans will see it both ways. It is the players, but it is the manager, but also it is the ownership. That would be their argument. You know, they did give £180 million to spend this summer. It's not as if they're being they're short-changing the bloke. He was the one who won out and got Perisic, who's not performed, albeit he scored a goal uh, at the weekend. He's got his, his mate, Paratici signing the players, and then he doesn't pick the players that his mate signs for him. It's all a bit bizarre, isn't it, really? You mentioned that the, the excuses, Martin. This isn't the first time, like, after the AC Milan exit in the Champions League, he starts attacking the fans, you know, saying the pressure uh, in terms of the, the, the winning the trophy as a club was getting to the players and affecting the atmosphere within the stadium. So, like, if you're attacking the fans and attacking the players, it screams of a man asking to be sacked. Yeah, I think he wants out. Look, I, as I said previously on, when I was on the show, I, I don't blame him. I think there's other factors that are hugely uh, pressing on his mind at the moment. I think he's still suffering from the aftermath of the operation. Uh, he's lost his gallbladder. Some pointed out it's not, it's not bad to have a loose gallbladder and show more bile, but there you go. Um, and he's the, the death of his three mates and all of these things. I just don't... I think he must be back in Italy where he feels at home. And I, and I don't, on a personal level, have an issue with that. I just think he should be showing a little bit more respect for the institution of the club and the supporters, not necessarily the players, by the way, but for the, the supporters and the club, and just get his head down and get the job done. If, he want, if he's going to stay to the end of the season, which he probably is, stop moaning, just do your job for six weeks. It's not exactly that difficult. He said they struggle to cope under pressure. Not within that clip we played, but like the players struggle to cope under pressure. That's a, that's a crushing indictment of any professional footballer, surely. Yeah, I think it's a legitimate argument, actually. Uh, you know, when have, in the biggest of games over the last five, six seasons, they have not been able to see out results when they should have done, with the exception was the miracle game in, in Ajax uh, in 2019. But that was four years ago. Uh, you know, and, and worrying thing is that the majority of that, a lot of that team, not the majority anymore, but a lot of that team is still at the club. They certainly were at the club last year. And the... Tottenham are, have gone very much backwards from the high watermark, which was the 16-17 season. We're talking six years ago. They've never got anywhere close to that level. And they, when they finished runners-up to Chelsea and were, you know, never going to win the league, but certainly were the only team who could deprive Chelsea of the title. And the, there's no question that things have gone backwards since. And that's, of course, since they left White Hart Lane. Uh, they had those two seasons or a season and a half at Wembley. Uh, then they've moved into the new stadium, then COVID, etc., it's there's there've been individual performances that have been half decent but you never really believe that Tottenham are going to win anything with this team do you 
Newcastle have overcome something of a bit of a wobble uh, and look like they're getting back to some form and Isak starting to score goals um, and they obviously have games in hand which if they win will will take them clear of, of Spurs in fourth. At this stage, do you expect Spurs with Conte to be able to turn this around and to finish in the top four? No, but then again, I've been thinking fifth or sixth all season, so for a long time, actually. That, at Christmas, I thought there's only, the only team that could stop Tottenham finishing top four was Tottenham. Well, they've managed that quite spectacularly. Uh, and uh, I think they're going to miss out. I do. I think they're going uh, to struggle. They'll win three or four. They'll lose a few. They'll draw a couple. And they won't be, they'll end up in fifth or sixth, I think. I think, and I, I think that that's a logical assessment of where we are at the moment. But the, the board, and, and Levy must be making the same consideration they must have the same so is it just that they don't they don't feel they'd be able to get the manager in and it would be Ryan Mason and so therefore that would be unfair on him like what's stopping them from getting rid of Conte at the moment I don't know uh, maybe there's clauses in the in the contract that will make 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 more sense to let it run down um, you know maybe that he gets the bo- the bonus if he's in fourth place when they when he's uh, okay. got rid of for example yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. I have no idea yeah. I've no idea. I haven't seen the contract. And I don't want to say that that's the case. I genuinely don't know. Maybe they don't think there's an alternative. Maybe they think that he can, through tough love, turn it round. Uh, honestly, I don't know. All I can say is, if it were me, I'd have said after after the AC Milan game, enough is enough. But that's me. I'm wrong. You know, I'm, I'm not the owner. It isn't my money. I'm just a, you know, a, on this occasion we're talking to me. I'm talking about as, as, from a fan's perspective. Uh, even from a journalistic perspective, I, I think it's time to, to do it. But that's just my opinion. There'd be millions of others. Um, the I, I don't think we've spoken about Luis Enrique as a potential uh, candidate for this gig. Certainly, Enrique has one of those CVs that would allow him to come in and, and be in charge. But like Mourinho was in charge and Conte is in charge. So I'm not sure. It, it seems almost like it's a, a similar alpha dog that you're getting. But he might be the, the spark that the club needs. What's your assessment of, of him as a potential candidate? Look, I, I honestly, I don't know who would make a difference. One thing I think is that if Pochettino comes back, the morale in the, cl- in the club changes immediately. He will give everything a boost because the fans recognise that he gets the club. And that is quite important, I think, is the attitude and atmosphere of the supporters. Luis Enrique clearly did a fantastic job uh, at Barcelona, but it is Barcelona. It's a two-club league. Uh, was he any more successful at the national level than Gareth Southgate? No. Would people want Gareth Southgate at Tottenham? Probably not. So why Luis Enrique? And he had arguably, you know, as good a, a squad, if not a better squad, uh, over those two tournaments. Do you look at Almerim from uh, Sporting Lisbon? Again, is another option. Would be a change. A lot of Portuguese managers have come in recently and not done so well. You know, so... Wherever you go, it's going to be a difficult call. I, I, I still think the easiest call, but probably the best call, would be to go to Pochettino again. But, you know, they do say never go back. Would you expect, I'm not going to say a mass exodus, Martin, but an exodus of sorts if, if Spurs don't get that Champions League spot? I think they'll have to be. I think there needs to be a, a significant change anyhow, come what may. Uh, this current squad is no better on a good day than fourth. So... If the ambition is to be better than fourth, which I assume it is, you have to change the squad. Now, we know we've got the, the left-back coming in from Udinese next season. I think him so uh, him on the left and Poro on the right will give them a bit more thrust. 
which is important. But they need a playmaker. We've needed a, Tottenham have needed a playmaker ever since Ericsson left, and they haven't replaced. I don't understand why. That's you know, Conte doesn't want to play with one. I think you need someone to unlock teams. If that's Madison, perhaps, then great. You know, I think he could be the be the answer. I think Lucas Moura has to go. Uh, the boy Dan Juma is clearly not going to be there next season. Longley's not going to be there next season. They'll get rid of one of the midfielders. Uh, there's going to be a significant change, no question. And that's irrespective of what happens in the rest of this season. You, you need, you, but then you have a squad there of players like Richarlison who clearly Conte hasn't been able to get the best out of him. So maybe someone else will. Well, you'd hope so. I mean, it'd be helpful if he stayed on the pitch fit for more than three three games at a time. He, you know, he lasted five minutes on Saturday. And you can't blame players for injuries. But he seems to have had more than his fair share this season. And that's not helped anybody. He's, you know, he's not scored a league goal yet. And he's played quite well in games. And he's had a couple of very tight VAR calls. And he's now playing on his head, clearly. But you want your players to be stronger than that. You want them to, to do better. You can't rely on Kane and Son to score every goal every season forever. Um, and without Ben Tancor, he's hugely huge loss for them. Let's be honest. I mean, Ben Tancor plays in that game. They don't lose. They don't draw. They'll win the game on Saturday uh, because he'd have driven the ball forward. He'd have changed the dynamic of the game. But he's not there. Others have got to fill the void, and they're not capable. It seems at the moment of, of so doing. That's not to decry the lack of intensity and effort. It's just that they lack that player who can carry the ball. Martin, we leave it there. Good stuff. Thanks a minute for joining us. Cheers. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.